A crisp cream backdrop with pops of color, jewel tones. No clutter and nothing gaudy was how Catherine had described her vision for her office to the company's interior decorator. And, in typical fashion, her wish had been granted. The carpet was an unspoiled cream, as were the walls, which were adorned with two large Miro originals, Catherine's personal donation to the space. Three purple leather club chairs faced her desk, and a round glass table surrounded by six more leather chairs in a rich asparagus green sat in the corner, reserved for private meetings. There wasn't a family photo or trinket in sight, much less a stray piece of paper. The only accoutrement was a tall black hand-blown glass vase bursting with white calla lilies placed in the center of the table. Catherine had been upgraded to a larger office five years ago, with the expectation of even longer hours. She'd figured as long as she was going to live at work, she might as well feel at home. I'm sorry, but how hard is it to get an egg white omelet with tomato and onion and without cheese? She strummed her glossy red nails on the desktop. Despite Blen's closet full of vibrant colors, free to employees, she wore Zoya's Catherine polish exclusively because it never chipped and because she couldn't help but feel like it had been created expressly for her. Catherine had neither the time nor the patience for constant touch-ups, and nothing was tackier, in her opinion, than a messy manicure. I'm so sorry. That's what I ordered. Brooks scuttled over to Catherine's desk to remove the takeout container. Of course you did, Catherine nodded. It's not your fault, they're idiots. I'll get them to bring another one immediately, the right way. Brooke was a plain-looking girl, tall, a little scrawny, and certainly no older than twenty-four, with long, straggly blonde hair and forgettable brown eyes. When she'd first started working at Blend, Catherine had treated her to a haircut and highlights at New York's swanky Frederick Fakai salon, at least a week's salary for Brooke. She'd also sent her home with bags of cosmetics, explaining, in the least offensive way, that Blend employees were expected to maintain a certain appearance. Brooke had taken the hint in stride, and her presentation had improved over time— but there was only so much Catherine could do. In the end, what mattered most was that she was consistently prompt, organized, and ambitious enough to follow Catherine's neurotic way of doing things. To the letter. And so far, she'd proven herself in spades. Don't worry about ordering another one. I have a meeting with sales in fifteen minutes. She knew what Brooke was thinking, even though she'd never say it. Why couldn't Catherine just eat a regular omelet with a little cheese? Would it kill her to consume a few extra calories? Probably not. But that wasn't really the point, was it? She wanted things the way she wanted them. And it was impossible for her to wrap her mind around the fact that people were incapable of filling very simple orders and following even simpler directions. Surely the line cook who'd made her omelet didn't appreciate the hours she spent on the treadmill, or understand that in order to maintain her lean figure, given her crawling metabolism, stringent dietary restrictions were her only option.
Catherine had never been the pretty girl growing up, and for that very reason, she'd spent years manipulating the best out of her looks. She was always tweezed, waxed, highlighted, tanned, and smoothed every which way possible. Botox injections came every six months, though it was looking like four-month intervals were in her near future. Do you want me to take that? Catherine closed the lid to the omelet and handed it to Brooke. Tell them if they fuck up once more, no one from Blend is ordering from there again. She refocused on her laptop. That reminds me, I need to see Tom Birnbaum. Absolutely, I'll go call him. Brooke turned on her two-inch heel. A marked improvement, Catherine observed, from the shape.